0: Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feigls, and it's a pleasure as always to have you here listening. We have another solo episode here for you, some one-on-one time with yours truly. It is midweek. I have the day off from work. I've just been at my apartment doing my own work for the podcast, content creation, etc. Took some time to lay by the pool, ate some delicious food, read a bit of my book, and now I decided what better time than now to record this episode. (laughs) Truth be told, these solo episodes, while I love doing them, the build-up to them, I don't know why, but it takes me forever to actually get behind the mic and hit record. And part of that is that I start drafting the ideas for what I want the episode to be about, and then that idea shifts into something else and shifts into something else, and then i have like multiple ideas but no no one coherent idea prompt etc to build it off of. And thankfully for this one i finally tuned in on what i wanted it to be mainly focused about. Finished writing the draft bullet points yesterday and so today here we are. I have a candle lit. I have some hot ginger tea and i'm hoping no construction starts up outside to destroy this otherwise peaceful moment. <laughs> But I'm excited. Today is going to be a fun, as per usual, solo episode where I sort of ramble, share my thoughts, share my experiences in the hopes that it will resonate, inspire, empower you to go out and think about this or apply it to your own life. And if you're new to the podcast, you'll see that there's a fair share of guest interviews as well as these solo episodes. As I say with most of them, I'm not a professional. I'm not an expert these episodes and when I share about topics such as today's are purely from my own experience my own education and things learned from the subject on from various people so it really is more so just to inspire empower get you thinking make you feel less alone in the struggles than to be a game plan of this is what is fact and this is how to fix it in xyz nah man we don't do that here So today's episode is inspired by my own recent struggles, thoughts, experiences, in life, and I'm hoping they'll resonate. Um, I'm just a big supporter of sharing this 360 real deal view on life because what we realize when we share this way or when we consume content that's shared in this way, shared in an authentic and vulnerable tone, is that we realize we're never truly alone someone somewhere is going through a similar experience similar feelings that we are and it's this sort of mirror effect in which sometimes it takes listening to someone else talk about it or engaging with someone else sharing openly for you me us ourselves to realize oh fuck that's me (laughs) I, I I do that too or I struggle with that I just didn't realize, I didn't know how to put it into words. And so it never hurts to hear someone else's perspective on a situation, it can get you pondering, it can get you to reflect on what's working for you or what could be. And so today we are chatting all about my experience, my thoughts, etc. on all things emotions, emotional release, and letting yourself feel, release, all the things. (laughs) Um, The prompting for this episode is that lately I've been getting into the work of somatics, which I have a whole podcast episode coming out with a professional on the topic soon, either before or after the solo, I'm not real sure yet. Uh, But it's this idea of working to heal from within and release the sort of like trapped emotional experience, trauma, etc. that we hold on. So the way I wanted to explain this is just with a question, right? To pose to you, how often do we feel an emotion come up and we try to fight it? we rush through it we push it away we shove it down we cover it up we distract we ignore it many of us have been programmed to react and to be in this way since childhood to shut down these times of hard emotions and I'm not here you know going at anybody's parents I mean I feel like I did this to my little cousins when I was babysitting even it's just the way we've all been trained which is that none of us want to see a child or a small person you know (laughs) a small Yeah, a child, (laughs) a child, a teenager, even a friend, whoever it is, like regardless of age, we don't want to see others cry or hear them scream or throw a tantrum or have them suffer. And so what often happens is that since we're not trained on how to properly handle these moments of hard emotions, hard experience you know, others tell us or we tell others just, you know, like to stop or to, to calm down or, you know, we're bribed to sort of be feeling good again. We're trained to really like shut down this hard emotional experience as quickly as possible because we, we, others telling us this don't want to see us suffering. They don't want to see us struggling. It's why we're so quick to try to give out advice or give out suggestions when somebody comes to us in a hard moment, right? Like we just, we want to help people feel better. Unfortunately, (laughs) we're not trained on how to properly do that. And so more often than not, what we're actually doing is cutting short the emotional process. And so instead of fully feeling this moment, expressing it, moving through it, and then releasing it and healing, essentially, we cut it short. And the trauma, emotion, experience, whatever it is, gets shoved down, it gets stored in the body, almost like a we'll deal with this later sort of situation, Except we never do come back to it because, I mean, why would we want to? If you're able to, quote unquote, efficiently move on from something, why would we want to, you know, uncover that grave, you know, bring it back up into conversation? We would not And so it doesn't get brought up. And what happens is that it just keeps inside of us and it brews and it festers. Fester is an extreme word, but I mean, essentially, that's what happens in some cases. And then later in life, we realize holy hell, I have so much baggage. I need therapy. I have physical symptoms manifesting. I have XYZ. Like, it really does have an impact. And so then say it's later in life and you're like me or like so many of us, and you start to realize how much you have built up and how much stuff from your childhood you have to heal. So we go to therapy and we start reading self-help books and we listen to podcasts and start to realize how much shit we've been shoving down, hiding from for years upon years. And then in some cases, at least I know for me, that in itself can be so overwhelming that I just want to push it all back down again. You know, like sometimes, I don't know, I just... I think about all the shit I have that I want to work through and I'm just like, no, like let's, let's not, you know, like maybe later I'll work on my commitment issues and trust issues and my fear of abandonment and, um, you know, the, the depression cycles I go through and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, maybe for now I'll just focus on not spending as much, (laughs) you know, like I'll just pick one little thing and then not even hold to it. And then the cycle just repeats year after year. And so hopefully, if you're relating to any of this, this episode can open your eyes, get you thinking, inspire you to take action on at least some of these areas of life. I mean, at the end of the day, it's less about doing it all and more about trying your best day by day, right? Like, I would rather we all try to work on something, one thing, maybe the same thing, day after day until we feel healed in that regard, versus freak the fuck out trying to dabble in 101 different healing modalities, therapies, lifestyle changes, etc. I mean, it's this age-old concept of not stretching yourself so thin that you start to slack in all the areas versus giving your all, or at least not as much or, you know, more to a few specified areas. And I know I'm very, I I definitely need work in this category or help, just, you know, awareness, I suppose, self-awareness in this category. Like, I don't know. I was talking with a friend the other day and I was just expressing my overwhelm with how many different areas of my life I want to work on. And and with that, the fact that I feel like I can't move forward in certain areas because of other areas. Like for instance, I feel like I want to work on my relationships with others and friendship, romantic, work, etc. But I don't feel like I can properly work on that until I address like these more like core issues from my childhood, you know, like fear of abandonment and fear of this and attachment issues and commitment issues and trust issues, you know? And so it feels like a compound effect in which I just, I get so overwhelmed that I just then do nothing at all. And I just go back to my baseline living, which is perfectly fine, but isn't ultimately where I want to be or where I want to go. And so lately I've been trying to remind myself exactly as I just said before anything is better than nothing at all, right? And so even if it's like one little thing I'm working on or one little habit I'm shifting or one mindset I'm being aware of, that's better than nothing at all. And so as I walk through this episode, I just want you to remember that this should not be adding more pressure to your plate or making you feel frazzled because it's yet another thing to work on. I think this episode is more about helping you stop, pause, and find clarity on what the actual core issue is, or like the root of this entire system, and trying to work on that, which will then progressively help increase everything else. You know, I mean, when you're pulling up a weed, it's like, imagine your issues or whatever it is as a weed. And if you're just picking at the top things, right, the things that are easy at the surface, blah, 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 it's gonna keep growing back time and time again. Nasties are Or weeds are nasty motherfuckers, like they just keep coming back, as will your issues, as will your struggles, as will these cycles. But if you get to the root, and you get to that like root cause root issue, the core of it, the core of the weed, the root system of the weed, and you work on that, and you extract that, and you release that, done, you've, you've solved it. Granted, weeds spread and grow very quickly. So, you know, might not be the best comparison there, but that is the idea of you find the root, you find the core, you release that. And I can assure you the rest of the emotional issues, struggles, et cetera, that have followed because of that will start to dissipate as well, or become at least more manageable for you to work on. So just remember that little thought idea there. So now what really got me thinking on this train of thought and to this episode was starting the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Now I have been recommended this book for years for helping with my childhood trauma, eating disorder recovery, body dysmorphia, etc. And yeah, I always found some excuse to be like, "No, nah, was not the time. Which have it be known is my favorite excuse of all time is maybe not, maybe later, you know, now's not the right time. I say that so often. So much, it is my default excuse, I swear to you. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I don't think you have to rush into everything, you can give yourself time, etc. But for something as like simple as like reading a book, especially when I would ask for suggestions and recommendations like every two months for something new, and this one would always get recommended, and I'd always be like, eh, not now. Like, why? Why? I don't I don't know. That's just a side rant. But also, you know, if you're having that excuse, maybe question where the intention is with it. But anywho, so I th- I think a part of me knew that reading this book would shake things up, you know, and I needed to be in the right mindset for that. Now, that being said, that's a very valid thing. And if you're in a very struggling part of your life right now, you don't want to read a book that might re-traumatize you or trigger you, whatever it be. So definitely like taking into account that sort of mindset if your excuses maybe later. But regardless, I think it is a fascinating topic and book to dive into But regardless of if you read the book or not, I'm not saying you need to go get the book. It probably actually won't benefit or resonate with everyone, but it's the idea behind it, which is the general concept of the body stores trauma, emotions, and experiences. And this concept can be explored from so many different resources, whether it is this book to start, other books, podcasts, talking about it with a therapist or a licensed professional, finding somebody else, like it's... Just a matter of if this chat and this conversation that I'm having with you resonates, maybe read the book or another thing or do your own research and find other resources that are most aligned with you. And if you yourselves have resources that I'm not mentioning in this podcast, please share. Like, please DM me on Instagram. I would love to know of any other resources, books, podcasts, education, knowledge that you have on this topic because I too am learning right along with you. I'm just sharing what I've learned or thought from here on out so back to the main plot (laughs) i'm learning and realizing all of this now and i want to implement tools and actions to really help me move this trapped energy emotion that is in my body and where this begins for me is really with the indications that i want you all to consider which is where is where do i have stored energy or emotion or experience trapped in my body And this is when the idea of, ding, 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 self-awareness comes into the picture. It is so important. It is needed. I don't care who you are, what you do, how much you make, what social ladder you're climbing in life. If you can't tune into your body, if you can't be aware of your thoughts, your feelings and emotions, there's work to be done. And so many of us get caught up in this external world and everything happening around us or to us that we forget or completely overlook the inner world, everything that's happening inside of us, for us, with us, whether that's through the mind, the physical body, the emotional spirit, heart center, etc. And why this matters is because as I've learned over the years, it's just being in tune with yourself helps you identify, I don't know if I want to say issues, but yeah, I mean, it helps you identify issues, struggles, or realizations like before they come crashing down on you. It's kind of like, I know people throw out the idea where the universe will throw pebbles in your path or whoever, whatever you believe in. They'll throw pebbles in your path. And if you don't notice the pebbles, they'll start throwing rocks and eventually it becomes boulders and then eventually you get smashed. That's not how it goes, but I just like to end it that way. But eventually you reach burnout, fatigue, spiral, whatever it is, right? And the idea behind that is, if you're not aware of yourself and everything happening within yourself, You won't notice these cues, whether it's from external sources, sources, internal sources, whatever you believe in, you won't notice these cues and hints and little like red flags along the way, essentially. And instead, you'll just keep going, you know, full speed ahead until you come crashing to a halt. And so this idea of self-awareness, it's why I preach about it. It's why I mention it in just about every fucking podcast episode I record is because it is so important. Thankfully, I've had years of experience with it. And so I've, I've been growing my self-awareness and I've been learning to listen to it and my intuition and everything that comes with it. And so what I started to notice when I started reading this book and started exploring this topic was that I, I know and I have realized through time and experience where I store and hold all of my emotions, my pain, my trauma, my grief like the hard emotions, the ones that I'm hiding to have trapped in my body. And I've learned this because when talking or thinking about these moments in life, I get extreme pressure in my throat, almost like the airflow is cut off and I'm struggling to get air past some of invisible obstacle. Other times it's this pain in my chest, like literal heartache that feels like extreme heartburn or such in, in my chest. I've realized more recently that my hips and back get extremely tight whenever something is off with me internally. Like when I start, when something's weighing on me in the emotional sense, my hips and my back lock up, my shoulders bunch up and get super tight, and it just leads to my whole body actually feeling really tight. And I've just noticed it's like a full body thing, right? And other sensations that I've experienced, you're probably more familiar with, is the idea of like with the bunching up of your shoulders, um, having like tightness between your shoulder blades, locking your jaw up, tension, headaches, um, very common nowadays, stomach problems. I mean, stress, anxiety, stored emotions can 100% lead to an upset stomach, bloat, slow digestion. And the, the idea behind all of this and why this all makes sense is because unprocessed emotions and experiences that are stored and trapped in the body can lead to our nervous systems and the different systems of the brain being triggered, which puts us in fight, flight, or freeze mode a phenomenon I'm sure we've all heard about. And when you're in these modes of fight, flight, or freeze, which all have beneficial roles as well in life, but if you get them in sort of like a triggered, more quote-unquote negative state, they can lead to lots of physical manifestations, you know, stress hormones being released, muscle tightness, fatigue, brain fog, more like internalized organ systems. Like this, this shit is real and there is science behind it. I'm not explaining the science to you because I'm not a scientist and I'm not a professional and that is not my place to do it. I'm here as an idea provider, right? I'm here to plant the seed and then I'll let you find the professionals or help you find the professionals to really understand it more. And thankfully, I actually have the episode coming out with the somatic yoga therapist on all things of this topic and in that one we do dive deep into the science of the brain and the nervous systems and how they work within the body and especially with these sort of like stored emotional responses so stay, in, stay tuned for more on the scientific end of that one but all that being said it is just once again that idea of how connected the mind body and spirit really are right our physical mental and emotional health and wellness are all tied as one It is the very core of this entire podcast. If you've been around for a while, you know that. (laughs) But now what's tricky with this type of work is sometimes we don't know what's buried deep down. We're simply not aware of its effect on our mind or body. And I think that's where I've been doing more work um, as of recent, I would say. So for instance, I know I have stored trauma from watching my mom be sick my entire childhood, experiencing her passing... My time in an eating disorder treatment ward, when I was completely isolated from my life, lost all control. I know there's trauma from my years of health struggles with the undiagnosed hep C. I know of all these big T trauma experiences, and I'm sure you can think of your own as well. But what's thrown me for a loop in this sort of like internalized healing sort of emotions, you know, era I'm in right now, is having memories, realizations of quote unquote smaller re- experiences that I rushed through or disregarded in the past, now come back up to the surface and start to cause me pain. Or being triggered by something and not understanding, like, why the fuck that triggers me until, like, weeks later, I realized, like, oh, my God, that one, like, that one conversation or this one interaction when I was younger, I completely forgot about that. But no wonder I have this issue now. No wonder I was triggered by that. And so it's these smaller ones that you kind of have to, like, wait until they pop up or you have to really do some deep searching to find seek out and to release or just when they do come up you can't push them down again you know and so there's just like I you know little examples of that where it's like specific conversations moments experiences from the past a really easy example of this would be like literal comments from people on my body one time I had somebody comment on the shape of my face and how they loved like the angular nature of my cheekbones blah 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 Mind you, I was so severely underweight and sick at this time, but to the day, now like eight years later, I still, on a bad body image day, go to picking apart how round and full my face is and how I wish I had those angular cheekbones again. Right, so that's an, e- that's an easy example because I think so many of us can relate to like one comment like that being stored in the body and causing us pain and triggering us for years and years to come. And so that's, that's where I'm kind of at now where it's like identifying these smaller T, little T trauma alongside the big T trauma and sort of working to heal, release, work through all of it that's trapped and stored in my body. And if you have a therapist, it can be great to talk about these things with them. Um, Or if you have a safe space, you can be in to even think about it. Like if you're in a meditation, if you're in a yoga class, if you're just having like a cozy night in with yourself taking time by yourself to think through these things maybe you journal maybe you feel into your body like whatever it is I think having the self-awareness being aware to figure out like what's coming up for you what are you holding on to what would you like to let go and release can be the first part of like this healing journey so to speak so how I'm approaching the sort of release process and healing from these trapped experiences in my body is through a combination of more physical and mental emotional work. And this is just like a real quick overview because I'm still doing the work very much so myself. So for the physical, I've been learning more and more about the idea of somatics, which I can't once again, give you like a professional scientific overview of, But it is the basic idea of moving energy through the body to truly heal from within. So stirring up, working through, moving through, and releasing stored emotions, energy, trauma, experiences that are causing us to be unwell from the inside out. Um, Some like little things I've been doing to help with this are looking into specific yoga flows. So heart openers, hip openers, relief from my back, shoulder, neck all the places i know i hold um i've started dancing more and not like a rigid one two three like super choreographed dance but sort of like free flow shake your body and let it feel free type of dancing because sometimes like this is my favorite is just to be at home with music on and be dancing around feeling like silly and joyful and just like moving energy and shit through your body like you're moving your body in ways you don't usually move it and that is so beneficial And I just recently found a local dance class that I absolutely love for this. It's super, I mean, it's kind of choreographed, but it's super free flow, interpretive. And I don't know, there's just something powerful about dance for healing. And there's actually a lot of science on this too. So perhaps I'll try to find somebody specific for that to get on the podcast. Actually, I know of somebody I need to reach out to. Note to self. (laughs) Um, Other little things I've learned from all of my recent experiences Um, sort of like knowledge research into this field is even just the power of like smaller movements, like stomping or moving your feet, clapping your hands, swaying your hips, circling your hips, tapping your forehead, gently tapping your abdomen or like kind of rubbing circles on your abdomen, all like little ways to clear energy when something hard arises, these can help in the moment and can be a great way to ground you in your body when your mind is taking off in a spiral. So if you're at work and something hard's coming up and you can kind of feel like, like a tightness, like you feel your breath sort of getting locked, you feel tightness in your body, whatever it is, if you can just sort of start swaying your hips, if you can sort of start like tapping a, le- a hand on your leg, sort of like tapping a hand on your chest, um, kind of like stomping your, like not st- hard stomping your feet, which is also great, but just sort of like a gentle like stomping back and forth. You're moving your body and you're moving the energy that you're, experiencing and whatever's getting triggered in you you're moving and letting things flow and you're sort of like helping ground yourself to hopefully help counteract whatever is going to offset your nervous system so those are like real real good ways and then with that all the importance of breath breath work breathing whatever it is for you it can be as simple as one minute of intentional breathing where you breathe in for five seconds hold for five seconds Exhale for five seconds, hold for five seconds, and repeat. Or four seconds, three seconds, whatever it is. It is about taking at least one minute to get intentional with your breathing, to recenter, reground, and remind your body all is well, all is safe. This is just a hard moment. Now for the mind, I've been getting much more serious about my mental health practices in general, such as getting enough sleep, journaling in the morning or at night, putting time limits on my social media, um, therapy if it's possible and within my budget for the month, but most recently and interestingly enough, consistent meditation. And I know everyone talks about it. It can seem overhyped. It's like the most given out piece of advice in the history of the fucking world but I am here for it and there's a reason that everybody advises it that is kind of in the place to be advising it I used to meditate like every day back in 2018 2019 when I lived at home and then I stopped when I moved to Austin because I just quote unquote didn't have the time and granted I had a busy fucking schedule I was working five jobs I had like zero free time, but the thing about meditation is that there's always time. There is always time to take one to three minutes to be quiet with yourself, to be aware of your breathing, to be aware of your surroundings, and to let your mind just reset essentially for the day. There's always time for one to three minutes of that. and you guys have no, like you guys have listened to me say time and time again on this podcast, I'm going to get back into meditation. I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And every time I would do it for like a week, maybe two weeks, and then just quit again. But the reason it's different now is because I've reached my peak of just, I'm so done and tired of falling into these same patterns and cycles and being depressed and anxious and unhappy with my amazing, amazing life. And I finally have also realized my trick for habit building is that I love tracking. And I love seeing like a physical representation of my growth, which was very toxic during my eating disorder days, but I'm now working with it in a more positive way. If I see that I've meditated for six days in a row, I really, I really do not want to break that streak. And so I will go day after day to see how long I can do kind of like snap streaks back in the day, you know, like how you wanted to keep going with somebody as many days as possible. Um, Same thing goes for making my to-do lists Um, any other sort of habits if I can have like consistency of like I've done it for like 20 days in a row now that's that's what gets me and then once I've done it so like with journaling right when I wanted to first start journaling I did it every single morning for like two months straight and at that point I was what was keeping me going was the idea of like I've journaled every day this week now I've journaled every day this week you know it was like the number tracking process But then by two months time, it didn't matter if I missed one day because I always knew I'd come back to it because now it is a habit I've ingrained and I I crave it. I want it. If I go more than one day without journaling, I'm like, give me some pen and paper. I'm a journal or I'm going to go on my phone notes app on my phone, you know? And so that's what I'm going to be doing with meditation is that I'm tracking my days. Once I reach that point in which I fully train my body to sort of like crave and want that meditation effect it will become an ingrained habit that I stick with. And I feel like that is going to be super beneficial in healing my mind in this time of releasing trapped emotion experience trauma. So all this being said, hopefully the overview, this overview gets you thinking, inspires you to look into it more. I'd recommend searching for information or guidance on emotional expression and release, somatics, breath work, body work, etc. And 100% listen to the episode with Caitlin on somatics and therapy, yoga therapy, which will be a deep, deep dive into this all. I'm not sure if it'll be out before or after this solo, but you'll know it when you see it. And I just want to remind you at the end of the day, the best you can do is try. So once again, this episode is not here to add more to your plate. It is not meant to stress you out and send you over the edge. No, no, no. It is simply here to hopefully inspire you to look into this because i truly think this type of work healing from within healing at the root and the core cause is what makes everything else much more manageable and much more likely to happen and so i really hope that you take something away from this episode and i'd love to hear from you if so Um, i'm on instagram at emily feigles i would love to hear your thoughts etc talk chat it up you can also join the community on Geneva. I'll have it linked below. It's a community app where we can connect in real time with chat rooms, video chats, events, episode feedback, etc. And you can chat with others in the community as well. And last of all, if you enjoyed this show, this episode or this show in general, leaving a rate review, sharing on Instagram, sharing with a friend, sharing on TikTok, however you want to do it truly helps oh so much. And it keeps this show and it keeps me going. So I really appreciate you all for showing up. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.